everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's Noor, and I'm really excited because my co-hosts today are people that I feel like it's honestly shocking that you guys have not been on my podcast before, but it's Kaya and Aaron, the hosts of Bravo or Black. We have intersected in so many podcast spaces. We have the same pod friends. I'm just so, so happy you guys are here. So welcome. Thank you so much Thank for you. having us. Yes, we are so excited. When you asked, I was like, is this my first time recording with her? Like, it can't be right. the first time. And it was. And I'm like, that makes no sense because, like, when Brian comes on our podcast, we always talk about how, like, there's OGs. You know, like all the same people were around at the same time. And then some people just went back and, and you know, got a life, like a real life. <laughs> and like some of us, we stayed around and we stuck to the podcasting thing. Um, and you're one of those who we've known basically since what? The pandemic. So yes. I'm just like, this cannot be the first time, but I can guarantee you it won't be the last time. Yes, I'm so excited. So we have to touch on Atlanta because this Atlanta reunion wrap-up was one of the most legendary. Th- I think it's going to go down in history as like, huh? But also amazing. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about OC. And then I want to spend a lot of time talking about Salt Lake City because we were only two episodes in. I know I'm getting myself way too excited, but I've been having so much fun watching this stupid fucking show. I love it so much. They're so terrible. It's so camp. It's so silly. So I can't wait to get into that. But before we do, you guys are first time guests and I have to ask you, who are your problematic favorites? Go, Aaron. Go ahead. <laughs> Not go, Aaron. Um, <laughs> for me, I will definitely say, I guess I have to add Drew Sedora to it now because she's pretty, yeah, things haven't been the best and I've been repping for her. So definitely Drew Sedora, uh, definitely Phaedra. Mm. Um so you know I get a lot of crap for that, but I have to I have to be authentic. I have to stay true. Are you excited to see her back for Married to Medicine? I am. I am. A different space. I feel like we'll get to see a different side of her. And hopefully we can maybe answer some questions that we've been wanting to know. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Kaya? Um, I think that some people, even though she wasn't this season, Kenya always comes up mm-hmm. as like problematic to some people. But mm-hmm. to me, she is like the definition of what a housewife should be. Absolutely. And so that's like of all time and i guess currently 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 who is who's a villain right now i mean there's so many i mean i always say candace dillard bassett is like my problematic favorite because she's messy but she's so cute and i can't stop loving her she's like oh, a baby okay. twirl ashley darby oh ashley darby of course yeah that's, that's our a girl. really good one yeah that we is ride really or die for her. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley drives me insane, but she is such an essential worker for Bravo. We she should does all exactly be exactly what she needs should, to do. Yes, we should all be standing at our balconies clapping for Ashley Darby because she is amazing. She has really pulled through for the network. She is fantastic. I saw a tweet today. You guys saw the, like the corpse of like the alien that Mexico showed. Somebody yeah, tweeted. Me. Somebody tweeted, oh, look at Michael Darby. Not Michael Darby. <laughs> Thank 
kill me with that shit. But yeah, <laughs> fuck him. Like that definitely looks like him. So. <laughs> All right. So, you know, Aaron, I think it's interesting that you said Drew is problematic because I was going to – as I'm actually formulating this sentence, I was going to say, like, is Drew problematic? I mean, she is in the sense that she totally lies all the time, and we just don't give a fuck. We love her anyway. <laughs> Drew is Delulu, and I love her so much. <laughs> but this reunion – I mean, you know, they always say, like, this is going to be the end of the dramatic two-part, three-part reunion – I mean, this is more dramatic and more ridiculous than I think anything Bravo has ever put out. So let's just jump right in. What did you guys think about Drew's little song? I loved it. <laughs> Stream it, guys. The song itself was a complete bop. But the situation it was presented in was the most unserious shit I ever seen in my entire career as a podcast host. As a reality TV watcher, <laughs> as a Bravo stan, like someone was like, oh, this is like when Danielle stopped, like this is like when Kim's like, no, this has is like nothing else I've seen before. <laughs> and I just think that all they had to do was get Ralph off the fucking stage. <laughs> and yeah. like and I just didn't know if it was awkward or was it perfect because all they needed even if they okay let's just say they didn't want ralph to get off the stage because of drama okay cool they built like little mini stages before (laughs) and like put someone on the other side of the stage the other side of the room something like get two textbooks get two like any and let her stand on that and perform it instead of having like a stool and then she stands up and Ralph is on one side and Andy is on another and everyone is just like slowly bobbing their heads. <laughs> Which I agree, like I was definitely bobbing my head, but I was like Andy, like is she singing it to him right now? But then when I think about it, I'm like she didn't do enough. She should have been all up in his face. She should have been pointing her finger. Like, was she that good or whatever? She should have <laughs> literally been in his face <laughs> and really got up in there. Like, when you think about it, it was just the craziest shit. But it's not bad. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. Awkward timing. <laughs> There's this moment where she starts off kind of her body turned to Ralph, right? Like her shoulder is turned to Ralph and she's like more so pointing towards like Kenya and Candy and Andy. And then there is this exact moment where she turns her body and you see Andy in the back go, what? Like you (laughs) (laughs) As you said, Andy has the nerve. Like what kills me is that Andy has the nerve to be like, Wow, I'm on the couch. I, I've never <laughs> been on the couch before. Get your ass off the couch. Yeah. Like, you're not supposed to be on it, babe. You're supposed to be we're on her stool watching her perform on like a separate stage. She sounded amazing. She looked amazing. It was just like awkward. I don't know. It's like when you're when you're in the car. 
in the back seat with a couple that's arguing and, and one of them says i'll kill us both i don't know if you've ever been around a toxic couple like that i yes. have yeah like i know them <laughs> like sorry maybe one of them and then you're just like wait why how did i get in it like just drop me home yes also seeing andy on the couch was like i don't know if you guys felt this way but when you were kids and like you would see your mom sit in the front seat with someone else's dad you're like this doesn't feel right that's what it felt like with Andy sitting on the couch. Like, what are you yeah. doing here? He's like, I stay on the couch. I like it here. Like, no, get your white ass up. It's, a, it's definitely a different perspective, though. <laughs> and and he had his whole head, like, arched up, like, staring at Drew. I'm like, Drew, Andy, you're not that tiny that, like, you need to turn your whole body up to, like, look He's over at Drew. So with me. dramatic. <laughs> so dramatic. I loved it. And I've had, why did you, why did you throw it away? I've had that in my head <laughs> since Sunday. And that's why, like, okay, things that are meant to embarrass and destroy you, like Ralph, actually <laughs> turn out in the end to be, like, the best thing that could happen to you. Like, yes, you may be going, I pray to God she divorces him. Yes. Like, I'm sorry. Yes. But even if she doesn't, this terrible, embarrassing rough patch because this was like right after she gave that speech. Um, yes. And I just felt so bad because it's like, oh my God, like she said, you've been embarrassing me for three fucking years. Yes. Since two, and then she goes further. She's like, since 2017. Yes. So I'm like, oh my God, like three more years before that. But yeah. like it turned around the next day, she's about to open up for Tamar Braxton, who is an icon, a living legend, yes. just like Tony. So. I'm happy this was very it. smart very smart <laughs> honestly it was so smart that i'm almost like drew are you really divorcing this man like was this all just a ploy was this the scheme set up by todd this to come todd. Out of <laughs> you know what maybe so but i think i think it's it's too deep to be fake i know it's okay. gotten far too too far yeah <laughs> well, i don't think anything about it is fake at no. all mm. i just think that nor like are you thinking that even though it's so terrible that they still possibly might reconcile because yes. of the way she said of course i want my marriage to you know blah 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 i have kids and i want to protect the secrecy of that so like it seems like in the words of nini like the door may be open a little bit even yeah. though she's mad right now yeah i think that there is something really like toxic that draws them both back to each other and i think that they actually will do really well with the amount of attention that they both have right like i think that if if and like drew is now everybody's talking about this song everyone's like you know she's opening for tamar braxton like it's a big deal but i think like that's exactly what ralph wants he wants to be attached to that kind of attention so i feel like he's thirsty enough and she is maybe even sad enough where she will put up with it for the attention. And if that, here's the thing, if that goes on for the sake of the show and also in real life, like, I don't want to see that. Like, that's too dark. Like, I don't want to see that marriage work. Like, it's like, you know, Kenya and Mark, Mark, right? It's yeah. like, we, you guys got a divorce. Like, nose let's ring. Just, yeah. And Mr. Nose Ring. Yeah. Kenya and Nose Ring. <laughs> Like they have to break up. It's like the same. It's like Drew. We love the delusion, but we don't love delusion where you hurt yourself. And I feel like when you're with Ralph, that is 
that you're hurting yourself there because he's a and diabolical you know what? person. I yeah. also fear, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to have to no, you, but you made a okay. great point. I fear that, let's just say that she just sung this song or, you know, the past wasn't great because the past was a great movie. If, if you guys, if you haven't watched the past, watch the past. Like she did so good in it. If the past wasn't a good movie, if she wasn't the only like, interesting interesting storyline and if she wasn't about to go on tour to headline for tamar braxton i think that ralph would be fine with just divorcing her but like you said now that it's garnered all this positive attention i i fear that ralph might want to reconcile things but only because of the attention and not because he's in love with her yes absolutely and that's scary that's very scary. Oh, damn. That's a hot take. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> like, you know, when you, you're you breaking up with your dude and <laughs> myself real quick, you break up with your dude and you go and sometimes you get another, you, you dye your hair red, basically. Yeah. You know, you beat your face. You're looking good. You post Instagram stories. You know that everyone is seeing you look good because you're going through a breakup and everyone is rooting for you. You've yeah. never had like your ex like hit you up and see, oh, this bitch is popping now. Like she yeah. looks good. She sounds good. Like she's doing good. So let me sneak back up in there because I know now a billion guys would love to be in Ralph's position. This is a gorgeous, gorgeous girl. It, the saddest thing that she said was, you took my 30s from me. I know. Um, Oh my God, like that broke my heart. You know, you took my 30s for me, from me, but she's still like, that's the prime of your life. She's about to enter her 40s, which I heard is like the best era. It's like it's the so I don't give a F era. It's the I know what I deserve era, you know? Yeah. So I don't want him to think, oh, she's popping now. Let me go back because I, I don't want someone to take what I fumbled, even if it's not for love. It's yeah. more about him and vanity. Yeah. I fucking hate Ralph. Ralph is one of the worst men that we've seen on Bravo, right? I, I absolutely can't stand him. Do you guys have absolutely. any other thoughts about Atlanta before we head over to Orange County? Bring Drew back for another season. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, 100%. She needs to stay. She's a she's a staple now for Atlanta. She's just delusional enough where I, I find her so <laughs> delightful. All right, let's talk about these crazy white ladies in OC. Huh. Um, where do you guys stand on the um way that these ladies are treating Heather Dubrow? I feel like they're not treating her any kind of way. I feel like um Heather wants to <laughs> wants to be addressed as like queen Elizabeth. the grand dame. Yeah, like she wants to be like Queen Elizabeth, and they're like, "Bitch, we got a show with or without you. Been here. <laughs> You've only been back a season. Like we got Tamara literally calling out this woman for getting cheated on and wearing <laughs> fake Fendi. We, we don't need you, and Heather can't stand that. But with that being said, Heather is also amazing to watch because she's telling. Emily, just because you speak with like a lot of emphasis doesn't mean that you're making a point, but that's all Heather DeBro speaks like. Yes. <laughs> I think that Heather and Emily only bicker when they both are calling each other out for doing the exact same thing that they both do. Obviously, 
Emily is more uh, a little less polished than Heather. But like Heather did call Emily Snuffleupagus this episode. Snuffleupagus. Then she said something else. What else, what else did she call her? Um, I don't. Oh, I don't know. But she. But then she also, when she gets called out about being, calling Emily Snuffleupagus, she's like, she's not. He's not an elephant. He's this like lovely creature, and he's my favorite. And I'm like. Yeah, but he's still big and hairy. Like damage control. <laughs> she knew exactly what the fuck she was saying, and she acts <laughs> like she doesn't. My yeah. favorite line from her, though, and this happened recently. What is the network that she has? HD. Yes, it's and she's like, it's no own. She's like, it's no own. But you know, <laughs> I'm like, this woman is going places. <laughs> okay, yeah, also, like, I know that's right because yeah. also I want her to. I want other people to respect own and what own mm-hmm. is doing, and Heather yeah. knows what own is doing because money recognizes <laughs> money. Yes, bro, and Oprah. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Also, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I think every single podcaster has been contacted by the fireside chat people. I feel like we've all gotten those <laughs> fam emails from them being like, and like, I when I was watching the show, I was like, oh, that seems sounds so familiar. And the next thing I know, like the next day, I get an email and I was like, oh my God, I too could have been yeah. like HD. <laughs> we, I, I cannot believe you brought this up. Because they email us every fucking week. And I'm just like, and then, but they emailed us when it like first started. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't understand what it is. Even when they tried to explain what it is, I'm like, what is it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? And how do people go to it? But yeah. We- yeah. It sounds like, you know, the girl on TikTok who does like the NPC character. Mm-hmm. Um, was it pink? Yeah, yeah. Is it pink? What's her Pinky name? Pinky doll. doll. Pinky doll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Ice cream. So good. Exactly. I feel like it's basically a, a network because you're, it's like the first interactive one. So I think like you make content, you go on and then people interact with you and give you money. But I'm like, but people, people do that on TikTok. Like you don't, you don't need to go on anything else. You could do that even on Instagram. Like, but I think poor Heather really thinks that it's like super cool. Well, the thing is, I would be, I know Aaron would, I would be open to doing it. I'm like, if, well, if we could be on, if we could be on the Heather DuBrow network. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. I wasn't approached, that, that was not a part of the, the pitch, babe. Fallon, that's the if thing. You hear this. Yeah, exactly. Fallon needs to, if she, Puts together a package and is like, you could be podcasters on the HD network. Yeah, I will pretend to be an NPC character for that. I would make that shit own for her. Like, yeah. It would be yes. a lot more like own. One it is own. As long as Heather agrees to at least come on once a month. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. We'll be on the Fireside Network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to the fire, Fireside. I want you to hear this. Email us with a pitch <laughs> of either... Heather Dubro, you know, being on Heather Dubro's network, and I would like her as a guest at least once a month, or at least acknowledging it or a shout out, or Mark Cuban, because yeah. Mark Cuban is another person who is associated with the network, but I just don't know how. I just yeah. don't understand it. If they could just <laughs> explain it better, it's something that yeah, I'd be interested in. But Absolutely. I'm so glad that you brought it up because that is literally something that we get approached. 
four and we're just like, what, what's going on? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are, do you guys care for the Tres Abuelas? Corny ass Vicky and Tamara and Shannon. You. You. Ah! And loves him some. I like it. I like the dynamic (laughs) of the group. I I think it's actually a safe space too for Shannon. And that's what I can appreciate. I think she really needs this during this time because everybody seems to be all up in her business and she doesn't want that and she doesn't need that. This is the safe space. Okay, but is it a safe space or is it a place where she gets to pretend that everything is fine? Yeah, both. But that's not a safe space then. That's the same thing for him. I think that's a safe, that would be a safe space for me because she does not want to deal with that reality right now. She has to deal with it when she interacts with the other women. So she's like, finally, this is when they go out for drinks or whatever, that's her downtime. You can really tell. Yeah. She just wants to get fucked up with her girlfriends. Mm -hmm. That's all she wants. She wants to get fun. Yeah. They're fun. I mean, they're they're fun, but like, I don't, I think they're gross because there's like a lot of like, (laughs) (laughs) I think they're gross because there's a lot of like, oh no, I pissed my pants. Like there's just something, okay, maybe it's just a personal thing for, I'm just very triggered by like white women, especially blonde women and especially like women and like blonde women in a group who are getting drunk and like, I'm supposed to think that you're cool but you're pissing your pants. Like, it's just something about that to me is like, mm, I don't want to see any of that. Like, and you're gross. Like, stop peeing your pants. You're all like 60. Like, knock it off. But, on, you know. What? Go ahead, They Aaron. are. They are approaching that age. So, I mean, <laughs> these are honest issues that, that, you know, women have sometimes. Men have them sometimes as well. So, it's not just like. <laughs> Aaron thinks that they're real about it. I would promote the Pampers at that point. <laughs> that's what they need to do. Because Lisa Rinna is no longer doing the the depends. Depends. Like do the Trace Amicas depends instead of the, the <laughs> right. real commercial and, and capitalize on it. <laughs> like, are you gonna get completely shit faced white trash on TV? Hey, put on a pants. I hope. I hope. I think that Shannon should come up with a depend plus Spanx situation because you know Shannon loves Spanx and you know Vicky loves to piss her pants. So I feel like (laughs) together they need to come up with something where they are achieving both because there's nothing that Shannon Bedore loves more than like body contouring with shapewear. She's the lady's constantly wearing like skims wear skims. <laughs> <laughs> she should get a skims deal, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're stupid if they haven't reached out to her because she seems like somebody could. I would pay money to watch Shannon try to get into a skims shapewear because it always comes super tiny, and then just like the antics of her getting into it would be so fun. I do feel for Shannon. I think that you bring up a really good point, though, Aaron. Like that, this is a safe space for her. That she definitely needs Vicky. Like I think that you can, you can just see how much happier she is when she's around Vicky. Mm-hmm. But I think that the reason I don't necessarily think them three together is a safe space is because Tamara is still using <laughs> Shannon, and yeah. like Tamara is a safe space for no one. You're that's right. just literally no one i agree i agree agree with that (laughs) although i still enjoy (laughs) tamra i know i do too um you know the way i feel about tamra is like 
Tamara does the thing that I think like not we're not gonna talk about New York, but what Aaron from New York is trying to do, which is like she talks shit to a friend and then she'll use that friend talking shit to like make herself closer to that friend, even though she was the one that initiated the shit talk in the first place. And like Tamara Barney does that really, really well, where she like whispers about someone and then she's like, oh, my God so-and-so whispered about you and it's like but you started the whispering in the first place she's like a she should she she should have what is it the house was it the lifetime achievement award that vicky <laughs> won yesterday she should have one dedicated for like shit stirring stirring up shit because tamra is really good at that guess whose favorite new new york housewife <laughs> is aaron aaron do you love aaron aaron i oh. do like aaron aaron what is going on <laughs> I, okay, so Aaron's have to stick together. That's the first thing. <laughs> Fine. But the second thing is, I do feel like they try Aaron a lot. <laughs> and I think when she speaks up for herself or, or when she has a problem with something, they all re- get really annoyed by her. But she's making a valid point. <laughs> she's it's just so that, annoying. Yeah. It's just that I think it's how it comes off. Like, sure. because she's. She tends to dwell on the problem. Yes. Versus just saying how she feels and just leaving it at that. Yeah. Yeah. She's got like a case of the Teddy Melon camps where she like won't let a thing go, you know, and you're like, we all moved yeah. on, Aaron. I'll allow it because you guys yeah. have the same ish name. So it's fine. <laughs> okay. This episode, obviously, the big thing happens. It doesn't matter what the fuck they do in the beginning because honestly, I don't even remember. But like at the end, they're all wearing their dad bod bathing suits and Double and Jen and Tamara get into it. And like you said, she yells at this lady and says something like Tamara says something like you ruined your whole family for Ryan. So I want to ask you guys, what do you think the end game is here for Tamara? Why does she keep bringing this Ryan thing up? Is she genuinely concerned about double engine or what? Okay, so originally I did not understand this whole thing at all. Like why I asked, so I'm like, why would you bring someone that you know on the show and introduce them as your friend and then tell their deepest, darkest secrets and destroy their home and their relationship. But then we went on, shout out to Emily from She Speaks Bravo. We went on her pod and I guess she um, brought up a very like good, a good point, I guess, is that Tamara is trying to get a reaction out of Jen to give her a storyline to get her another season. So it was like her throwing her a bone, but my whole thing, and I agree that that's if if that's the truth, then she's doing a damn maybe a, too good of a job at doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But my thing is, even if she didn't do that, like she had a good storyline anyway, because I'm just watching Jen and being fascinated by the fake Fende, being fascinated by her mixed family, being fascinated by her boyfriend who dresses like he's gonna try to sell me crypto, like. <laughs> She has a good storyline on her own. So if we look at it from her trying to basically throw Jenna Bone and get her another season, she's, you know, that might be it. But me, I don't get it and I don't like it because she went ham on her the first half of the season and now we're on the second half and she's actually going worse. And I'm like, did she, did she fuck Eddie? Like, what is going on? Yes. What do you think, Aaron? I mean, I feel the same way. I think she's just doing it to throw her a bone and like guarantee her another season because at this point, I can't imagine why you would want to drag somebody that's your friend 
that you brought on the show like that. Yeah. It, like it spells her like that. And maybe it also helps her have a storyline too. Because yeah. now her hand is in this part as well. Yeah. Yeah, because I was saying that I and I always ask people when they come on our pod, when we talk about OC, like, do you think that Tamara has had an upper hand advantage? Um, because she has been off the show for a few seasons. Not only that, but she has the podcast where she now can see things from a different perspective. So when she came on OC, she came and she hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that all things, all these things are possible, but I think also it just proves what a shitty person she is. Like she's, like you said, she is nobody's friend. I, I, I died. I died at the fact that like we're talking about how Jen is like, in this problematic relationship and she's really trying to angle it like i care about you i care about you and then suddenly she's like you're so fake with your fake Gucci and your fake fendi and i was like where did this come from tamra you like, crazy was lady that necessary <laughs> multiple times i can't anymore <laughs> but what did she do what did jen do to deserve that aaron take what i think it was like a shannon bedore reaction like how Shannon just said something like CPS. It was like one of those things. <laughs> I think it was one of those. It's a knee it jerk like a, reaction. A knee jerk reaction, just in case <laughs> to keep her in line. <laughs> yeah, I, I also think it's like it. It is they really are beating this woman down with this like shitty dude. But it's also like if she wants to fuck a fuck, if she was married to some guy for 20 years and he barely even looked at her and now she's getting railed by a playboy who all the girls wanted to fuck, good for her. She's like, like my man, my man, my man. <laughs> and Tamara is like, let's talk about your man who said he wanted to fuck me and he fucked my friend. And guess what? That's not the oh only one in the gym God. that he fucked. And I'm just like, Tamara please uh. <laughs> act like you've been somewhere what's wrong with you thank you it's good tv though <laughs> but with friends like these who needs enemies it truly she's giving this woman i feel like i feel bad because she's giving this woman second third season housewife energy not freshman season energy i'm like wait I shouldn't be the target. I'm a newbie here. Like, I got to pay my dues, of course. Sure. Like, Monica and Salt Lake City, she has to pay her dues. Jen would have to pay her dues because she's the first season on there. But that is just too fucking much. <laughs> it is. Now, tell me, Aaron, you love Victoria? I do. Okay. That's uh, true. You <laughs> <laughs> did you love her did you yeah did you love her sitting there and just like just being drunk and making asking this woman who she's barely met once or twice and like projecting her own shitty relationship with brooke brooks onto her did you just were you so tickled by that i loved it <laughs> I thought it was fun. I thought this was, this is the Vicky that I like to see though, because I think she's redeeming herself from that seasonal girls trip. Mm. Oh, you mean like she's being like the fun? Yeah, she's Vicky being like, like the fun, drunk, like unhinged Vicky, quirky. 
Yeah. Sexy, spicy. Spicy. Yeah. Not sad, yeah. Vicky, which is what she was on Girls Trip. Remember when she was like, if I died, Me. I wouldn't have died sad. <laughs> She's like, I want everyone She's to know a good that time if I girl. die, I died sad. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I died sad is one of my favorite things that Vicky Let everyone said. fucking know. And then you just like get a flashback of that one scene where she's like got and I don't know why I don't know why I had like these impulsive thoughts but she's like guys we're all gonna die one day. Yeah, gonna, when she's in the woods <laughs> in Mexico she's like guys I'm really sad because I feel like one day we're all gonna die <laughs> and it's like it's true but why would you say that <laughs> and then like she she sat down she was drunk as fuck she's like Woo, look it up and she's like that side of the table boring I'm like oh my god <laughs> so did she lie <laughs> She did. She did. She came to have a good time. Yes, she did. And I will say, Aaron, while I hate Vicky Gunvalson, I will say that I (laughs) was lolling at her stirring shit up at the table. Mm -hmm. And I do think that one of the things that they were trying to do with Double and Jen is that, like, she they they keep talking about how she's stone faced. She doesn't have a reaction. She doesn't emote. Like I think they're always worried that like somebody is boring, and so they're worried that this boring person is in is is gonna make the entire group trip boring. And they're Ooh. always trying to like poke at her. But the other thing I think with Vicky being there that Tamara is trying to do is I think Tamara is really trying to show Vicky like I don't have a double standard. Like I came after you when you were in a relationship with Brooks, Brooks and I thought that it was fucked up and I'm doing the same to Jen. Like I'm not letting it go. Like I think that Tamara's trying to prove to Vicky that she is like a loyal friend to everybody. Like she wasn't just singling out Vicky. She's also singling out this other woman for her shitty boyfriend with the weird clothes. I like to think that. Yeah, I mean, we'd like to think the best of intentions for these ladies, right? But he likes to think the best for Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that she, her best moment last night for me was actually on Watch What Happens Live, and like she just doesn't understand the rules of like the drinking game that they played. <laughs> And they were like, on a scale of zero to 10, how annoying is Teddy Bellencamp? And she was like, give me the drink, 10. And I'm like, you drink if you don't answer the question. Yeah, but I think Vicky wants to be drunk. Yeah, she just wants to be. I will say. You're right. That's one of my favorite things about Vicky is most of the time when she says that a young person is being annoying, I usually do agree with her. Like, yeah, Vicky can be really like stuck up and annoying and stuff and like really rude, but most of the time I kind of she's, de- right. she's right. <laughs> she is. Who else is annoying? Because she definitely was right on Ted. So I wonder who else is she fine? I would think that on Girls Trip she was also irritated by Brandy, and I don't blame her. Yeah, that's <laughs> I think we all yeah. 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 So we'd all had it. Okay. All right, let's head over to Salt Lake City. Um, we finally got taglines, um, for this, uh, for this season. Hold on. Let me pull them up. But while I'm pulling them up, was there anyone in particular that really stood out to you? I actually did not pay attention to the taglines. I don't know why, (laughs) but I think we should review them and then we should maybe rate them if you want to. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's start with Meredith Mark. Meredith Marks. In a town full of dirty lies, everyone can use a bath. (laughs) Okay. Okay. 
I feel like you, yeah. A, I usually I like what the fuck, but that kind of, yeah. A. Okay, Lisa Barlow. Because of eight. I agree. <laughs> Lisa Barlow, I'm on a mission to serve Lisa, and I love that for myself. Seven. Okay. What you... <laughs> it's eight. Now I'm the villain. I just love Miss Lisa Barlow. <laughs> I do too. And actually, she had a good, a good um, point because her son did go on a mission. So I do love puns but i don't know something about it i feel like she could have went a little bit harder at the second half yeah yeah i i do love that she brought back her classic i love that so i do think that that's cute I love that. <laughs> okay heather gay i own a beauty empire so i don't need any of your lip service mm, you seven seven okay all right you guys are very generous because i give that like a three. no comment just seven <laughs> Really? Ooh. I just hate Heather. So I, I feel like the I'm service... Fair enough. Yeah. No, I thought it was kind of cute. Okay, fine. For Heather. For Heather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just in general, because she has the beauty lab and everything goes down at the beauty lab. So I'm like, oh, okay, lip service. I get it. Sure. All right. We'll allow it. All right, Monica. <laughs> Nord. Wait. Uh-huh. Laugh. <laughs> I just... I just think Heather Gay is the corniest person on earth. So I just don't think anything she does is cute. But we can say it's cute for Heather. That's fine. Okay. Monica, I keep my friends close, but my secrets closer. Six. One. One. Aaron. Yeah, I'm going to give that a one. All right, fine. Okay. Angie K, I may be Greek, but don't expect an olive branch from me. <laughs> no, she kind of snap. I don't care. I don't really like Angie K that much, but I'm gonna give her an eight for that one. <laughs> Seven. Okay, I, I think, like it. Okay, I, I like think that it. it's. I, I think like Angie K. Yeah, I think that it's a little like silly when when somebody's whole personality is just like their ethnicity. I say as a person who has a podcast that is advertised as like a South Asian podcast, but still like, okay, we get it, Angie, you're Greek. Let's move on. No, no. Did you just call us corny? No. Because I'm like, we're both sitting here like, mm. and we're sitting here like, we're Bravo, we're Black. <laughs> <laughs> Formerly known as Bravo Wild Black. So, Listen. And you can it, follow us at Bravo Wild Black. Like, it's minute. different. I do shots. <laughs> no, I li- And also, my whole podcast is basically about being South Asian. So, like, the pot is calling the kettle yeah. black. <laughs> it's okay. I will allow it because I don't really like educate like that. So. <laughs> okay. And then Whitney Rose. Having faith in myself is the only religion I need. Okay. Three. Two. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Two. I'm just not feeling Whitney anymore. I'm kind of done with it. Yeah. You know, I agree with that. I agree. Um, Let's get into this episode. This episode, we start off with Meredith and Lisa going on a walk, and they talk, make some motherly small talk 
Do you guys feel like this is a true rekindling for these two? Um, I think that they should be friends, Lisa and Meredith. Like, I like them being friends more than I like them feuding. Because then it gets into which one is more iconic, which one has the better fashion. And at the end of the day, it's like they're almost the same person, except Lisa delivers the lines a bit better than Meredith. Meredith is only good when she gets drunk and starts slurring. <laughs> um, so I think that it should stay the way that it is. I want them to be, if not friends, at least, you know, cordial. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I'd, I'd say the same thing. The only thing is I don't believe this was genuine. Mm-hmm. It just did not feel genuine. It wasn't like a sisterly. It didn't feel hot, spicy, none of that. Nothing of the sort, no. Nothing of the sort. I just felt like it's it's them playing their usual roles, having their guard up, not really talking about what the real issue is, but just moving past it and trying to start a new what, what did they say a, a fresh slate. start i guess yeah a clean, cl- slate. clean slate but it's like you have to talk about the issues that you have with each other in detail and apologize for those things before moving forward because they're both the type of people that hold on to things i'd say meredith a little bit more than lisa mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. lisa apologized like seven times about yeah. like what she said so i don't know if there is any more apologizing that can be done i think that it i would i would agree with you when i say that this conversation seemed more forced but i think down the line we see that they might act it might actually stick this time because whenever she's talking i think she's talking about angie k at that point and she's like do you want me to say the rumors about your marriage and she's like telling lisa like you need to calm down before i literally just like it's just because she's slurred are you the board the voice of meredith mark because i've been drinking You want to tell the 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 rumors? So get her out. (laughs) Rumors? And she takes her finger and she's like, (laughs) She said what she said. Angie K is not a bad girl, you know? No, I don't know. Angie K is really not a bad girl. We don't know, Aaron. We don't know. Do you agree with that statement? (laughs) No. I wish you guys could see how I tilted my head because I'm wondering. Hmm. What are you wondering? Well, Well, see, see. I I think she's going to end up good uh, being a favorite. Oh, okay. I think she's a tryhard, but let's yeah let's see let's talk about these mormon garments if we can tolerate whitney rose i mean <laughs> that's true that's true that's true okay let's talk about these mormon garments because they were brought up more than once this episode and i feel like sometimes the mormon it was very much the more you know <laughs> um i mean it's long johns yeah yeah, I think they're definitely long johns. I just didn't know that that was like a thing. And that's why I like Salt Lake City because uh, we are learning more about the religion, whether it's, you know, n- not necessarily good things, not necessarily bad things. Um, I don't really like 
the whole aspect of Heather saying what people should and should not be doing and how they decide to practice their religion. I think that Lisa, she's never really said that she is straight up woman. I think she is actually LDS, which is like Latter-day Saints, which I think gives a little bit more freedom. And even if it doesn't, we all have our own way of, you know, interpreting and celebrating and whatever. And it all comes down to like how you treat people. So Heather constantly saying, oh, well, you got excommunicated Mm -hmm. and this person her and Whitney, but Whitney was, at least on this episode, Whitney was like, well, I don't want to say that because that's touchy. I respect that about Whitney for once, but Heather was just really like, well, I never see her do X, Y, and Z, and she owns a tequila company, and then even when she was talking with Monica when they were shopping, she's like, oh, well, then you can't drink, and I'm just like, yo, if you left the religion, you have the book called Bad Mormon, like, I, ex- I re- appreciate and respect you for telling your story and I'm understanding and sympathetic of that. But then for you to then go and and just like, I don't know, act like she is 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 Mormon. Like, and, and like the, the Mormon pastor of the earth. It's She's contradicting weird. her book. She's contradicting what she came on here to do. Yep. Um, she just looks like an asshole. Always. Heather has a heart on for how anybody does Mormonism. Like she's, she's, cause she's admitted that when she was Mormon, she was like a hardcore Mormon. Like she was like judging people and she was judgy and she would like really look down on people who weren't like following the rules. And she thinks that she's not that person anymore, but she still very much is. She's stopped doing those things because like she stopped practicing. So she feels like, well, I don't judge myself, but she still judges anybody who's Mormon who doesn't do Mormonism the way that it's like written by the book. And it's so weird. I also think Heather has like, if you've noticed, she's known Lisa for a really long time and she's known Angie K for a really long time. And she does not like either of them like a lot like she hates lisa barlow and she hates angie k and she doesn't really give a reason for it she's just like i don't like those girls and it's like well you probably don't like them because you're a kind of cunty and not in a cute way and like people don't like you and you're not fun and now you're pretending to be somebody else and that probably reminds you of who you used to be since season one it's she's always wanted to be friends with lisa she's always talked about how she basically seeks people's approval. And when Lisa didn't give it to her from the very first episode, she was like, I don't know, Heather was a good time girl. I didn't really know her like that. She never let that go, even though she swore that she let that go. And then once Whitney got in with them, she was like, oh my God, like they accepted Whitney, but they didn't accept me. And then ever since then, she's just been on on a mission to just tear people down and it's like for example like if i'm christian and these are my values and beliefs but then i leave christianity i'm not going to keep calling out other people doing these things everyone doesn't have to leave mormonism or whatever religion just because you left yours if you left yours you're supposed to be enjoying your non-mormon life instead of you know like picking at people's religion and that's a very touchy subject like it's weird to me it's it is so weird. It's giving uh, obsessed. Actually, she's obsessed with Mormonism in a way that's like she thinks she's like rid herself of it, but she's actually deeply obsessed with the religion. She's like a fundamentalist non-Mormon, and it's weird. 
It's like, I always say the only person worse than like a Bible thumper is like an atheist. Like, have you ever met an atheist that is just like, they can't even be in the same room with someone who believes in like anything. They're always just like trying to disprove it. And it's like, we're not even talking about religion. Yes. Please, like, shut up. Talk about something else. Get something else. Like, get a life. Yes. Yes. I very much know exactly what you're talking about because it's like you guys are two sides of the same coin. You're both extreme Mm -hmm. in the same exact way. And it's really annoying. Um, You know, who's not annoying is Monica. What do you guys think about Monica Garcia? Um, (laughs) Okay. So the first episode, I'm going to be honest. I didn't like her. Oh, the (laughs) second episode after her and Heather had that talk and she admitted to what happened about you know, having relations with her brother-in-law. I'm not going to lie. I'm intrigued now. <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> I would like to know what's happening. I liked it. And I, th- I thought that was, I'm like, wow, she's very honest. Now, the whole part about the, what was it, a Gucci bag? bag that she had and she said she feels like she needs to keep up with the girls i feel like it's a, a bit too early for a sob story it was also so ridiculous like i'm watching you in a beautiful house that you say is not as big as the other girls and obviously on that scale like i was i understand like her honesty yeah. but i don't know her enough to sympathize with it because i'm still watching you on bravo from my apartment that i have <laughs> and i'm renting out with a roommate well shout out to my best friend but i'm renting out because they say that i can't get a mortgage but i can pay more than a mortgage to rent my apartment <laughs> and you have a business where you're selling beautiful items and you have not you now have a bravo check and now your items are about to go up so your sob story really doesn't resonate with me because Mm. I don't really care about you yet Mm. but I do appreciate like the notion of it and but at the same time I'm just like if you couldn't afford it then why the fuck did you get it and then it was just also awkward because when they went to the (laughs) airport and everyone was like, you know, meeting up. She's like, yeah, with my Louis. And I'm like, okay, girl, we see it. We I'm see just it. confused. It's very confusing. Well, so but I then think, at the same time, yeah. it's not like she doesn't fit in with the cast because the cast is also very confusing, as we discussed <laughs> with Heather, as we discussed with Whitney. Yes, that's a really good point. I do think that it's you know. nice to see the honesty of what it means when you're initially cast on the show like the fact that she's sitting there and she's like I have to go on a girl's trip and I need childcare, and I just have to like ask my mom to watch my kids like I love that because I'm like yeah I do wonder sometimes what happens happens to those kids of single moms like when you go on these like shows like who's watching your kids like we never get those scenes and I feel like that is really nice that we get to see that and yeah, her crying about going in and buying a bag because she just wants to have something nice so she could like keep up with their appearances and everything. I was like, nobody's putting a gun to your head to make you do that, lady. Like, let's relax. Because then later on, Heather invites her off to like a shopping trip <laughs> and she's like, yeah, let me buy all this stuff. And Heather's like, I love this and I love this and I love this. And Monica's like, <laughs> okay. 
Like you could definitely see Monica being like, fuck, I just spent like three thousand dollars. Put that shit back. Heather gave her a ball gown. <laughs> uh, Heather gave her a ball gown and she like held it for a minute and then she put it back. <laughs> Agree, because nobody was gonna buy that shit in the first place. <laughs> yeah. I think had we just dealt with that, it would have been something different. But the fact that she just kept going with different things like the bag and then the house and now the babysitting. I'm just like, we get it. We get it. We get it. You're poor. All right, let's move on. If this was team mom, absolutely. (laughs) You know, go off. But this is Housewives of Salt Lake City. Okay. And then she casually drops on us about her gay absentee father. Now that was interesting. In Florida. Keep in mind. I'm like, am I my daddy? <laughs> in Florida. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I was like, hmm. mm-hmm. I had to think for a second. I'm like, damn, I don't remember that. <laughs> But if I am your father, <laughs> you owe so much child okay. support. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. want to fucking jail. Yeah, she's thirty eight. <laughs> oh, she's thirty eight. Yeah. <laughs> when when Angie and Lisa sat down, and Angie was like, "She could be our daughter," and Lisa was like, "How old is she? Thirty eight. She can't be her mom." That was so funny. <laughs> they are funny without trying (laughs) that's the best thing about salt lake city they are funny without trying for example lisa barlow losing her ring in the bathroom of a public in a public (laughs) restroom outside of the airport me (laughs) me she's not the only person that lost something at the airport tell us that reminded me how frantic she was especially at the cost of that ring I 100% understood it. I would not have bored it with them. I would have missed my flight. There's no way. She lost it. And then, like, I, Heather telling the story, I'm like, okay, this is one instance where I like Heather this episode. And she's, like, hiding from her in the stall. And she's like, Lisa came out with her pants half down. <laughs> Poor Lisa. Like, I would literally grow up and then monica's like she finally just says yeah i'm sure it's insured and monica's like bitch you had me in the tampon box looking for your ring that's insured and i'm like well you are first season housewife you do have to pay your dues so you better get on your get on all fours and look for my ring how does that work though when it's insured i wonder because you could anybody could say they lost it right yeah, it's called insurance fraud, babe. <laughs> Don't get any ideas, Aaron. <laughs> we need me to house. I won't say. I won't say, but Monica was made a point when she was like, yeah, someone picked it up. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Monica picked it up. I don't think that she put, she's yeah. not that dumb yet, but I know that someone else. Not yet. Up. Would you imagine if it's Monica? She just, she's like, whoop. 
<laughs> she has to get that bag. <laughs> I wouldn't say shit. She has to get that new house. <laughs> My favorite thing about Lisa losing her ring is also how Mary thinks she's so fucking annoying. And I just love Mary for that. Mary was like, you have to get over it. I'm like, she lost it like five minutes ago and it's $60,000. Mary's like, it doesn't even look like it's that much. <laughs> Mary said she got that straight from Sheehan. <laughs> Mary said, those are lab-grown diamonds. I don't think that that's worth $60,000. When she said that, I was like, not too much now. Not too much of these. I giggled and then I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that when like Lisa's panicking in the car and then like, I don't know who hands her a bag of chips or something. And Mary's like, get it away from me. I don't like crops. She fucking hates these My people. mom is exactly <laughs> like that. Like she doesn't like you to reach over her. And I'm like, I don't understand what is the big deal. Like when but it doesn't it's matter, true. Like, passing, even if you're passing something to someone she's like don't reach over me for it i'm like what are you talking about listen because the crumbs waste (laughs) you remember that happened when we like no lie when me and kate were on the airplane that happened because we had crackers and cheese and i was handing it to the lady to put it in the trash and like all the crumbs that i had in the tray spilled on this random guy (gasps) and i felt so bad Okay, I mean, <laughs> that's a valid I, point. Yes, I but felt I horrible about. But it. I do think, hey, my mom does the same thing about reaching over. Like she thinks it's so rude when people do that. It's like she's like, just get up and go and give it to them. And I'm like, but I can't. Like, just it's not a big mm-hmm. deal. She doesn't she like some of disrespect. Yeah, it's the same way they like won't. You can't like walk over somebody if they're sitting on the ground. Like it's a similar thing. So I feel like Mary also is like so old school she's like everybody's she does so many things that's like everyone's grandma that i feel like i get it because i think also my grandmother would be like shut the fuck up about this ring move on <laughs> and you know what else my my grandmother would say that, my grandmother that would, resolved yeah, yeah and my yeah my grandmother would say why are you even wearing an expensive ring like that in the bathroom if you care that much you know what i mean mm. that's what she would get mad at me at like oh it should be in a locker somewhere you shouldn't even be outside wearing something like that you're actually asking for it to be stolen yeah yeah that yeah. is true yeah. that's that's probably another reason why mary didn't think that it was that expensive because like why the hell are you wearing it just to travel you know put it on when you're put it in the you know your jewelry box or whatever you're keeping your jewelry and your makeup and then put it on when you get to wherever you're going yeah exactly Whitney sneaks Angie K onto this trip and um as we mentioned before Whitney Rose is tiresome this episode right now I felt like this was so corny of Whitney to sneak Angie K on the trip yeah it was tired it was annoying it was um like you're starting it's very obvious she even admitted to like she wanted to start some shit she's like oh well you want to start anew so like let's just do this and i'll do that and now i have a storyline and people will become iconic because we went to the trixie motel which is iconic like i love trixie yeah and shout out to all the drag race fans out there because that was iconic shout out to all the people who watch the motel being built on hbo max if you didn't have discovery plus which i didn't i did the free trial then i canceled that shit like they have a whole 
um, series around it. So you guys check that out. I think it's called like, I don't know, Trixie Motel or something like that. Google yeah. Trixie Motel. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that it was corny and that she just wanted to make a play. And it's okay though, because it's going to, you know, it's going to work. Meredith is bothered by it. And I think, I fear that she is going to ha- uh, hand Angie her out. And we're going to find out something about Angie. So. I agree with that completely. Are you excited to see the fireworks next episode? Mostly uh, Meredith slurring and fighting with somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. On my schedule, I will be watching it live, not on DVR. I will de- definitely be um, tuned in. And wait, when does this come out? This episode comes out on Saturday. Okay, so on Tuesday, actually, right after Salt Lake City, me and Aaron will be going live to talk about it so shout out mm-hmm. to you guys and hopefully nor maybe if you have time you can join our live yes i would love that we're gonna be drinking blue jay seltzer which is lisa barlow's new seltzer oh did she send it to you it's gonna be a good time i'm gonna get the paloma flavor she did she did that's very kind of her and and as far as our social you can find us Bravo Wild Black on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Our podcast, Bravo We're Black. We're on Apple Podcasts. Honestly, anywhere you can get your podcast. Want to find us on Patreon where we talk about more exclusive content. Um, you can follow that at Bravo wildblack.com no i'm sorry patreon.com slash i am also doing um collections for a donation for sickle cell awareness month which actually affects people of color like us and more um it's a blood disease where basically your blood clots eyes well not really clots but it sticks together your blood cells stick together and it causes immense pain and scrutiny and drama in your life. And that's why I'm so painful and scrutinous and drama because <laughs> I have sickle cell disease and no one really cares about it. So instead of like just bitching about how no one cares about it, even though we go to the same doctors as cancer patients do, mm-hmm. I have decided that I'm going to try and collect and help people with sickle cell disease all September long by collecting these donations and directly without even jumping through hoops, giving out like small comfort items, little micro grants, things like Uber gift cards to get to and from doctor's appointments or puzzles or blankets or things like that. You can please go on our page to donate. And um, yeah, thank you so much for everyone who has donated. And thank you so much for including us on your podcast we have to set up a time for you to come on our podcast and have a good tea yes and i'm so sorry that the audio has been wonky this episode but uh, i promise by the next time that we all get together we'll get it i'll get it right you're fine it happens listen (laughs) also um i'm gonna add all the links to the stuff that these guys just talked about especially the donations um, because that sounds fantastic. I've spent a lot of time in can- in in rooms with cancer treatment. So I think that that is awesome. I know quite a few kids actually who have had to deal with um, sickle cell anemia. And so, um, yeah, I'd love to donate to that. That's fantastic. I'm so it's so cool that you're working on that. And, you know, we need we need better stuff out there for all of these diseases that impact specifically a lot of more people of color so i think this is so great that you're working on it 
Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, I'll be back later to talk about God knows what. (laughs) Um, But thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time.